When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun. On a Thursday, and here's what we got for you on a Thursday. There is a huge thing that has not happened yet. It needs to happen because there's a huge thing that's going to happen, and people don't think it's going to happen. And I'm actually going to open with that here in just a moment. But what else do we have? Well, we're sending another $325 million to Ukraine. Giselle Fetterman is a horrific wife. Uh, Trump is blasting away again at DeSantis on Truth Mobile. Kevin McCarthy quite possibly sold us out to Bud Light. We're going to do an old email roundup and so much more tonight on a world-famous Jesse Kelly show. And before I forget, tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Email me your questions right now. Ask me anything. It doesn't have to be political. It can be about anything. Email in jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All three hours dedicated to your questions. Now, let's begin with the thing that hasn't happened yet and really should have happened by now. Really needs to happen. Why has no prominent Democrat been arrested yet by a Republican district attorney somewhere in the country. Anyone? 
Why? People do understand how necessary this is, right? People do understand that there's a, a future coming, which we're about to discuss here, that should be terrifying to everybody. And the only chance we have at avoiding that future is if our DAs start digging in and getting really aggressive, really aggressive now. And yet it hasn't happened. Now, maybe you're sitting there saying, Jesse, I think that's over the top or it's too far. We don't want to be like them or okay. And I'm not dogging on you for that. Okay. Okay. Well, let me ask you something. Are you going to feel that same way the day Donald Trump goes to jail? Maybe right now you're screaming, yelling, rolling your eyes. Maybe you're saying, Jesse, that's not going to happen. Jesse, that's crazy. Those are trumped up charges. Jesse, that's ridiculous. No, you need to understand that Donald Trump is probably going to jail. And let me explain why. It's not because he did anything wrong. He didn't. It's not because there's any merit to any of these ridiculous charges. There's not. Let's just begin in New York. Because that's the place, obviously, where he's already been indicted. Let's talk about New York. Think about your area. Think about New York as a ladder. And the higher you go on the ladder, the more power there is, right? But there are levels. You can you can be on one rung of the ladder and maybe move up to the next rung of the ladder. So I want you to think about the legal system as a ladder. Now... If you're sitting there telling me right now, Jesse, this, these charges are stupid. Even even CNN said they're stupid. He's not going to jail. What are you talking about? We're going to set everything else aside for a moment. Let's just focus on New York. Okay. Well, um, Alvin Bragg is the DA of New York City. A Soros-funded, committed communist. Let me ask you, if you're screaming at me, and I understand how you feel, understand you're upset, but if you're screaming at me, that's not going to happen. Let me ask you, do you think uh, Alvin Bragg is going to stop? Are you under the impression that Alvin Bragg is going to wake up tomorrow, next week, next month, and decide the Soros-funded, committed communists, he's going to decide that he's gone too far and these charges against Trump really aren't fair and he's just going to back off? Do you think that's going to happen? No, you don't. You, of course, don't. Okay. All right. Well, there. Look. Hey, we're in agreement. We both. We're, 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 you're with me. So, okay. Let's uh, let's move on up. Let's move on up the ladder a little bit. We're in New York City, so let's get out of the city. Let's go to the state level. So, who's the state AG? Letitia James, committed communist. Do you believe that Letitia James is going to? knock on Alvin Bragg's door one day and say, hey, Alvin, these charges against Trump, oh, man, they are so ridiculous. I think you should drop this case. Do you think you think that's going to happen? Oh, you don't? Okay, good. I agree. I, neither do I. Okay, well, all right. Well, um, that alone means Trump is screwed. But, hey, let's go to other rungs of the ladder. There are other rungs there, all right, because Alvin Bragg isn't the, the judge, jury, and executioner. So let's, let's go to Manhattan where... He's going to be tried for these felonies. Let's go to Manhattan. Okay. How are the judges in Manhattan? If you tell me, look, you're the one who said he's not going down. Which 
which judge in Manhattan is going to let Donald Trump off the hook? Anyone? Is this thing on? Anyone? Nobody? No judges, huh? Okay. All right, so well, that's not good. You have Alvin Bragg, the DA, uh, the state DA, state AG is not going to step in, and you know he's going to have a judge that is best friends probably with Alvin Bragg. The judge will no doubt be a committed communist. But hey, good news, really good news. No matter what Bragg says or no matter what a judge says, we still are in a country where you are you get a trial and a trial with a jury. So that's good news, isn't it? Except, hold on, let me check here. <clears throat> Voting numbers in Manhattan. Oh, about uh, 85% Democrat. Huh, 85%. The 12 jurors that are going to be sitting there on Donald Trump's trial, the 12 committed Democrats, I should say, do you think, how many of the 12 committed Democrats are going to care that these charges are ridiculous? I don't know about you. I personally know more than one person in my life. Now, they're not close to me. They're not friends. But I know more than one Democrat in my life who has said to me more than once, they wish Donald Trump would be in prison. They don't care if he did anything wrong. That's a very common way of thinking the average run-of-the-mill Democrat thinks Donald Trump is Hitler. If you were a juror, if Adolf Hitler was brought back to life and you were you were sitting in as a juror in his trial, and let's say they, they got him on some bogus charges, something he didn't even do, are you going to acquit Adolf Hitler? Oh, you're not? You're going to go ahead and say he's guilty no matter what so you can lock that monster up? Well, you know that's how the 12 jurors are going to judge Donald Trump, right? And that was just New York City. We haven't even gotten to the special counsel yet from the DOJ. You know that this isn't his last indictment. New York wasn't his last indictment. It was his first indictment. You know that we haven't even gotten to Atlanta yet. He has Georgia problems. And you know what each one of these areas have in common? Georgia, not as much, but let's just focus on New York and then D.C., where the special counsel stuff will happen. What's going to happen in each of those places is as you travel up the ladder, as you travel up the rungs of power on the ladder, you will never get to a place where somebody will stop it. Nobody's going to stop it. That's why I told you a long time ago, Donald Trump's going down in New York City. I told you that. When everyone else is focused on the DOJ and Merrick Garland and things, and I said, you're not focusing on New York City. And New York City is what matters because that may be the most insulated area where you can't find a Republican on the rungs of power. In fact, you can't find a sane Democrat on the rungs of power. What, you think Eric Adams is going to step in, pull some strings behind the scenes? Hey, Alvin Bragg, uh, <clears throat> this is kind of unjust here. I think you should drop this whole thing. You think that's going to happen? He couldn't even do that. He wouldn't be able to run again. They'd run him out of town. Now, I didn't say that to upset you, although I know you're probably upset. I'm saying that because I get this sense on the right, and I've been feeling it for a while. In fact, I felt it with his indictment and the kind of circus that took place around it. I get the sense that because the charges are ridiculous and because this is unjust and because this is crazy, 
that the right has kind of already moved on and dismissed this whole thing when you should be acting as if they're going to jail our former president. They're going to throw him in jail for nothing. So I will circle back to what I said in the very beginning. Where are our DAs returning fire? Because even if you're sitting there and you hate Donald Trump's guts and you want him to go down, Donald Trump is the first, the first of many. When they get done with Donald Trump, they'll come for the next one and the next one and the next one. And if they don't have any fear, it will come back for them. They will never stop. That's just a fact. This is what it is. Look, I, I just feel like everyone's moving on from this thing and forgetting about it, and you really should not be forgetting about it. All right. There's a news group that shut down. Why? What's going on? Let's talk about that. And someone wants to know what kind of a country we have now. Very interesting. We'll get to that in a moment. First. So if they go to a digital dollar, and they're already pushing for the digital dollar, so they can track your purchases and prevent you from buying certain things. Oh, sorry, mister, you're not allowed to buy those guns. Oh, nope, no more ammunition for you. Hey, no burger this week. And you have to exist outside of the digital dollar. Tell me what you're going to use. You have gold coins or silver coins? You know you're going to need those, right? And if you don't, your kids will. Oxford Gold will deliver them to your front door. Do this now before the dollar collapses and everything blows up on us. Call Oxford Gold Group. They'll take good care of you. Call 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. 833-995-GOLD. Get some financial security in your hands. Get it in your 401k and IRA too. Make sure they can't blow up your retirement account. 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly show with me, Michael, and Pothead Jewish producer Chris. Apparently, we're just going to continue this theme of these weed smoking songs, Chris, which I do not support as this is a family show. Anyway, tomorrow's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. That'll be fun. That's exciting. <laughs> Now, let's get to some things. First of all, I personally am super excited because you know what a food guy I am. Everyone knows I'm a food guy. Well, get ready to eat good. And I actually, it is part of my, one day I'm going to write a cookbook, but I do, I've, I've started to actually write my recipes because the kids, my husband will always say, why don't you write down your recipes? Yes. And I've realized I probably should start doing that. The family joke is that if somebody asks me for the recipe, I'll just say, well, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> Kamala, Kamala Harris doesn't cook. Dome has never cooked a meal it, probably in her life. It, that's, that's a lie. Everything about these people is a lie. All right, let's get to something here. Dear Shogun, if I remember right, it was John Adams who said the government, that the government that the Constitution created was only fit for a moral people. I thought of this when you were talking about cultural wins and how we want to get to a point where it's not that we can ban abortion, it's that people won't want them. That'd be great, but it's not going to happen because we're not a moral people. Moral people don't have to be told that killing a baby so a woman can feel powerful and important is wrong. The Constitution was set up on the principle of leaving people alone as much as possible 
But when people lack basic morality, it is amazing how much force it takes just to make people leave each other alone. I, I've told this story before. I'm not going to go into all the details of the story, but uh, we were in Iraq, quote, liberating the people. Don't get don't, don't don't get me started on it. But we were in Iraq, and I was there for for the beginning of it. You know, I was in Kuwait. They hadn't declared war yet, and they declared war. And then all of a sudden, my Marine unit, we take off into Iraq. And, fight, and we fight our way up through the country. And if I remember right, you'll know the details better than me because I was there, and I never knew anything that was going on. I think it was a few weeks. By the time a few weeks was done, Saddam was out of power. We hadn't caught him yet, I don't believe, but he was out of power. And Okay, so the strong man, the dictator, was gone. So these people, these people who had lived under this dictator who could at any moment just smash them, all of a sudden he's gone. And I've never lived in a country like that. You haven't either. Think what that would be like. Or his sons. Remember what monsters his sons were? I think it was... Uday and Kusei, I think were their names. Whatever, some weird names. It doesn't matter. But they they were horrible people. They would routinely just go around and abuse people and torture everyone. And you couldn't do anything about it. You were totally powerless. If they walked up to you and said, uh, give me your wife and your son, you can't do anything. You're just going to die if you try. So th- that's horrible. And all of a sudden, that guy and his sons, they're removed from power. Removed from power. Now, think about that moment right now. Think about that. Think about think about what that would mean to you to, to live under a dictatorship, an oppressive dictatorship like that, and all of a sudden be free of it. It would be a great feeling, wouldn't it? You would be elated, wouldn't you? Now, fast forward a couple months. Not far. It was not far. I, I'm going to be off on that timeline too, but fast forward a couple months. I was present for a very, very, very large riot slash protest in Najaf where 4,000 people were marching to kill the mayor in the city government. Now, how does that happen? How... How could you go from having a dictator cast off to immediately, and it was because of things they weren't getting. It wasn't like he was oppressing them. I don't want to act like that. It was just things they weren't getting. How could you go from being so elated that you had cast off a dictator to so angry you're grabbing the pitchforks and you're heading down to the mayor's house? How's that possible? That can't be possible, right? Well, we Americans, especially people on the right, especially you, We have this feeling. We have this feeling inside of us. And we've said these things. I know I'm guilty of this. I've said these things like, man, it's man's nature to be free. People want to be free. It's man's nature. We should be free. Really? Because the history of the world doesn't say that. The history of the world is people not only living in subjugation, Oftentimes, people who've lived in subjugation desiring to live in subjugation. The history of the world is not people desiring to be free. Chris, you'll remember this. It's in the Old Testament. Remember the Israelites when they were, uh, they didn't have a king or anything like that? And they went to, I think it was Samuel, if I remember right. He was a prophet. And he said, hey, give us a king. And Samuel said, wait, what? A king? Why do you? 
Why do you want a king? You're free. What do you mean? You don't want a king? And they were all, no, no, we do. We insist on it. Give us a king. And he says, uh, no, Re- what? Really? And they said, oh, yeah, king. And that's how they got kings all. I don't know that it is man's nature to be free. I know that man will desire freedom once he's experienced true tyranny, and that's what gave us the country we have. But, and we're going to continue on on this in, in just a second, but are we sure that are we sure that we're ready for freedom now? I'm not so sure about that. Hang on, we'll talk about it. You're listening to the Oracle. I love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I don't even want to know what the duchy is that he was passing, Chris, but I think I have a pretty good idea. It's looking awfully cloudy over there. Anyway, remember... You can email the show your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for tomorrow. Email them into jesse at jessekellyshow.com. So we were just talking about what kind of a people we are and and how we lie to ourselves on the right. I know I do. Uh, everyone wants freedom and everyone should have freedom. I don't think everyone wants it. I don't think everyone should probably have it. I, I, I don't think that's human nature. Now, I wish everyone wanted it. And I wish everyone should have it, but obviously we have become a people who aren't ready for it because we haven't experienced enough tyranny yet. And I opened up the show, I was talking about Donald Trump in New York City, and I that's just off one that I do believe he's going down. I do believe he's going to jail. If not New York, then D.C. If not D.C., then maybe Atlanta. Not because he did anything wrong. He didn't. It's because these people are freaking monsters. That's why. Because you don't have to be, you don't have to have committed a crime to go to jail in communist countries. But as horrible as that will be for Donald Trump and Donald Trump's family, let's remember he's got a son, right? He's got a teenage son. As horrible as that will be for Donald Trump and Donald Trump's family, and as unjust as it will be, you could probably make an argument. Overall, it may be good for the country to wake up Normie Norm. Normie Norm doesn't. He doesn't understand where he lives now. Normie Norm still thinks, I mean, he knows we got some problems. He doesn't really like Biden. And, and obviously, the, he doesn't want gas prices too high. And, and the federal government's kind of embarrassing with all this climate change stuff. But it's not, it's not that big of a deal. We're not, we're not in communism here. Well, Jesse, quit being over the top. Maybe Normie Norm needs to see Donald Trump go to jail before he wakes up and realizes what time it is. So that brings me back to us as a people. What do we do as a nation going forward? Because we don't want to be a tyranny. I don't want to live in a tyranny. You don't want to live in a tyranny. But as a whole, as a nation, as a whole, we're clearly not desirous. Desirous is desirous. Is a, is, that's a word, isn't it, Chris? It is, Michael. See, nice. This is why we need Michael on the staff. He went to college. We're clearly not desirous of freedom. I'm not obfuscating or anything like that. What, Chris? Anyway, we're not desirous of freedom. So what do we do? Well, we have to return. We have to, we're going to have to be forceful about this because they're not going to want to let us. We have to return to freedom in the pockets where we still want it. Because there are parts who they're not ready for freedom. In San Francisco, they don't want freedom. And even if you gave it to them, all they do is do more heroin and poop in the street more. They're not ready for freedom there. But you are. So let's get to places where we can be free. Also, I wanted to answer a quick question before I get to the uh, Ukraine military stuff and the emails and everything else. 
because Chris had a good question. Him and Michael, because they're weirdos, they were looking up Soviets and communism and stuff like that, because that's really what we do here on the Jesse Kelly Show, try to stay boned up on what's going on. And Chris said, why does communist propaganda look so cool? And it, it, look, he brings up a good point. Go do a go 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 do an image search and uh, uh, internet image search for Soviet communist propaganda or Chinese communist propaganda. Go look at it. Kind of does look cool, doesn't it? And what I explained to Chris is communism is the work of the devil, and the devil isn't ugly, is he? Because you would reject him outright if he was ugly. The devil makes it sexy, doesn't he? You know Nazi uniforms? Why do you think Nazi uniforms looked so sharp and good? You've seen them. All the black leather and even the black leather with that red garbage armband. You saw that. Why did why they do that? Did you know Hugo Boss was involved in that? Did you know the Nazis were adamant? about having sharp looking uniforms. We want to look good. They could have they could have looked like crap, but they wanted to look good. What do you think ISIS? Have you ever seen do you remember the ISIS? Do you remember the ISIS, even the flag? Kind of that black flag with the white in it. Kind of looked cool, didn't it? Did you ever see I got a bunch of these because I had a bunch of but well I won't I won't go into the details. Did you ever see the ISIS propaganda videos that were going around online? Now, we're talking about the most subhuman. They were worse than the Nazis. The most subhuman group of people maybe who ever lived, ISIS, eating babies and stuff. Their propaganda videos were stupid cool. The devil isn't ugly, is he? The devil wants to make it sexy. That's why. These people know they're selling evil. Look at all the people here around the United States of America right now who have bought evil things, horrific evil things, but it sounds good and sexy and cool. I mean, do they have some horrific-looking person out there selling you on climate change, going green, give up your electric vehicle? No, no. They got George Clooney up there at the Oscars in a suit. Hey, ladies, just give up your car for me. You know what I'm talking about? Evil knows it has to make itself sexy. That's why. By the way, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Props to the RNC research. They put a little montage together of Joe Biden. I don't think we could have done work this good. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you, that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway, <laughs> from, from uh, uh, Char- me, from Charlotte, one uh, another line going from in, in Florida down to Tampa of Putin's kleptocracy. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was gonna put him. Uh, foot, foot. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Between him and Senator Cucumber, <laughs> I just can't with these people. All right, Jesse, yesterday you played Taps, the honor of the two young men that died before boot camp. That's three young men, by the way. I shut off my excavator and had a calm moment to show respect and shed a tear while it played. Thank you for keeping the American spirit alive. And he says I can say his name. His name is Hands. 
Uh, one, I think it's so freaking cool that people listen to my show from forklifts and excavators. I just think it's so freaking cool that working people that I'm that I'm helping working people get through a day. That makes me feel awesome. That's one. Two, as we said before, and we'll get to the Ukraine stuff here in a second. As we've said before on the show, uh, dying in training, dying before training, dying as a result of military service or desired military service has never gotten the love and respect it deserves. And I understand that. There's always kind of a mark of, I don't want to say embarrassment or shame, because that's not what I'm trying to say, but it's not sexy, is it? Speaking of sexy, if you had a loved one, father, mother, brother, whatever it was, dying in combat, and you knew they had to die in combat, wouldn't you want to hear a story of, oh, he, had, he killed 20 of the enemy and then charged a hill by himself before he was finally taken out at the end, like John Wayne would have wanted. You know, that, that's, Of course, we all want that story. No one wants the story of he was driving a five-ton, uh, sorry, he was driving a truck. It was a big truck. He was driving a big truck, and it was a horrible storm, and he couldn't see, but the truck ended up going off the road, tipped over, and he was thrown out, and he died. No one wants to share that story at a funeral, but why is that Why is that guy any less heroic? That guy died in service to his country. That's just as heroic. I died in a training accident. That's just as heroic. Those National Guardsmen in Tennessee who just died, those Blackhawks that went down, died. The Blackhawk went down, died. Just as heroic as somebody who went and gave his life in Afghanistan. I, we will always honor those people on this show. And I love that it means something to you. I love your emails when you say, hey, that, I'm glad you say this. My uncle died this way. My grandpa died this way. Those guys don't get any publicity, and I've always felt that was wrong. All right. Ukraine and another news organization is shutting down. Why? What's going on? Well, I'll tell you what's going on. Your dog isn't eating very good food. That's what's going on. Now, that's not actually, that doesn't have anything to do with Ukraine or the news organization. I just thought it's something we should talk about because your dog's food and I don't think that you cheated your dog. I know you probably get your dog good food. I, I We got Fred the best food we could find. Your dog's food? It's dead, though. That's the reason dog food doesn't go bad after a few days on the shelf. One thing I've learned after living with the wife, she loves all these fresh foods. Uh, they go bad in like 15 minutes. If the food lasts a long time, it's because it's all dead. The dog food is dead. So get some nutrition in it. You don't have to change foods. Your dog loves your food. Pour rough greens on it. Nutritional supplement made for dogs by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. Green Beret, I should note. 100% natural. Probiotics, vitamins, minerals. Free jumpstart trial bag. Go to roughgreens.com slash jesse. All right? We'll be back. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. It is the Jesse Kelly show, and I am wondering, we'll get to everything else we have in the show and emails and things like that, but I am, I am genuinely wondering, are we doing the people of Ukraine wrong in this country, severely wrong? And maybe you're sitting there saying right now, Jesse, are you crazy? We're giving them all this money, all this equipment, all this stuff. Okay, okay. Well, <clears throat> I want you to think about this. Think about me and my son. My oldest son, he's 14. Now, I want you to imagine there was a 17-year-old, big kid, athletic, strong, lives across the street. 
And him and my son decide they're going to have a little scrap out in the front yard. Boys do that. Go throw some hands on the grass. By the way, quick pause. Dad Jesse stepping in here. Daddy Jesse. Young man, listen to the sound of my voice. And you ladies, too, because I know you do this on occasion, although that's weird. But young men, I know you're going to have conflicts with other young men. That's what testosterone does. And I know you're going to throw hands at some point. I've done it a million times in my life. i got the scars on the knuckles to prove it. Young men, hear me out. Please, please, please. Don't fight on the concrete or the pavement. Go act like a normal human being who wants to stay alive. You got to work something out with another dude? Fine. Go meet on the grass somewhere. Soccer field, football field, park, uh, an empty field. Go meet on the grass somewhere. Why am I telling you that? Am I telling you not to go work out your problems? No, I'm not. Listen, you're one punch away from going to prison, bud. That punch you land on the concrete, good job. I'm proud of you. Good right hook. Yeah, he just hit his head and he's dead and you're going to prison for the better part of your life. Fight on the grass, man. Fight on the grass, all right? All right. Anyway, back to what I was talking about. Let's say my son wants to get in a fight with the kid across the street. Kid's a lot bigger, stronger, faster, more training. Let's say he beats up my son. My son comes in the house, gets beaten up pretty good. And I want him to get back out there and get in a fight, right? I want him to win. I don't want him to lose. He's a Kelly. Let's go. Get back out there. So I, and he wants to get back out there. So I tell him, all right, all right, well, come on. Let's get you healed up. Let's get, uh, let's get some frozen peas on those eyes and let's get those lips patched up and, uh, get your knuckles cleaned up here. Let's get you, let's get you repped and ready to go. Give us, give it a couple days. You'll be ready to go back out there and do it again. And then boom, two, three days later, he goes back that out there, does it again and gets pounded into the ground. And he comes back inside and says, Dad, I want to fight him again. And I say, you're right. You should fight him again. Go get that guy. Come on. Let's get, get over here. Let's, uh, let's get your face cleaned up. It's, it's a total mess by this point in time. Your lips are hanging off your face. And yeah, it looks like you might have a broken knuckle. Okay, so we'll take an extra week there. But don't worry, son. I support you. You got him next time. And I send him back out there. He gets beat up again. And I send him back out there. He gets beat up again. And I send him back out there. He gets beat up again. And I send him back out there. He gets beat up again. At one point in time, am I doing my son a disservice by sending him back out to get pounded into the ground? We just announced we're sending Ukraine another $325 million. And not that I want to interrupt the gigantic money laundering scheme between the American government and the Ukrainian government, but young Ukrainian men are dying out there. They're dying in droves. And we know, courtesy of that leaker, as much of an idiot as he was, we know courtesy of that leaker, they're getting pounded seven to one, eight to one. Russia is brutalizing Ukraine. We know this now. You've been lied to. We've been lied to the whole time. It's neck and neck. Anyone's war. Just send us another case of missiles and we'll be fine. No, Ukraine is getting brutalized. And something else I found out here. You want a little intel for you? There's a little intel for you. A little something you're not going to hear anyone else. You're not ready for this? We're making new discoveries about artillery and the capabilities of it and command centers. You see, there's going to be a unit out there in the field and you're going to have the guy who's in charge and all his advisors around him. And we're figuring out that Russia, they're not the only country, by the way, that Russia has figured out how to find those with our artillery 
and drop shells on them and wipe out entire chains of command with one or two artillery shells. Ukraine is getting crushed. Now, again, I don't care about Joe Biden. I don't care about Vladimir Putin. Screw him. And I don't care about Vladimir Zelensky. Screw him, too. I do very much care about young men being tossed into the meat grinder so they'll never know fatherhood. They'll never be grandpas. They'll never move on. I care about the young men of Ukraine and, frankly, Russia, who are being tossed into a meat grinder. Now, at what point in time does sending more money and munitions to Ukraine to continue a fight they are most definitely losing, at what point are we killing Ukrainians by enabling this? Instead of stepping in as somebody with still some pull and maybe getting them some sort of a settlement that is palpable to them and saves lives. Or is the intention to go until every Ukrainian man is dead? And then what do we do then? We start handing the rifles to the women? We're going to sit and watch a bunch of women be massacred over there? Is that the plan? Because that doesn't seem very humane. It doesn't seem like aid. It seems like lunacy. It seems like cruelty. If the information in that document is leaked, and I think we all know it is because that's why they were so angry it came out. If the information in that document is true and Ukraine is losing that badly, shouldn't we be shifting focus to save the lives of other Ukrainians and Russians? Shouldn't that be the focus? Or are we so lost? Are we so broken and lost and corrupt now in this country that we're just going to keep picking our son up and patting him on the rear end and kicking him right back out in the yard and telling him, hey, go get him, son. You got him this time. At some point in time, I'm a bad dad, am I not? At some point in time, I think we're going to have to own up to the fact we're getting these people killed. And maybe somebody could step in and put a stop to it. This is the thought. All right. That's, that's enough of that. Why are these news organizations shutting down? CNN in trouble. BuzzFeed News is gone. What's going on there? We'll talk about it. Just a second. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.